Hello and welcome to a Monday night edition of the Third Shift Football Podcast. This time, we're going over the week two games we didn't get to yesterday and talking about a fun, competitive night of Monday night football. Actually, wait, I think I've got I've got the script upside. Oh no. Hey everybody, how are you doing on this Monday night or whenever you're listening to this podcast? It is the Third Shift Football Podcast. I am Josh Atkinson, Neil Tarver. It is 11.01. We are recording because we trust the Eagles not to blow this game, Neil. We trust them to not blow it. I mean, not to throw the cover off how the sausage is made, but I feel like every time we're like, okay, this team's not going to blow it. We go ahead and record early. Something fucking terrible happens. Well, it you know, almost whatever. did. So we almost recorded in Jalen threw a pick. So then we waited. And then Kirk, primetime cousins, there is second pick, third pick. I think it was yeah. second one, at least Darius Slay. Uh, oh, so third, we're recording. It was his third pick. Second, yeah. that was his fault, though. The, it's six minutes ago, 24 to seven uh, Eagles, but we're not going to do that game first. We'll get into that in a second. But, Neil, uh, two Monday night games, as you mentioned in your intro. And let's start with probably the most impressive team of the year so far, two weeks in. The Buffalo Bills thrashing last year's number one seed in the AFC, the Tennessee Titans. I I don't understand how some people are – not believing this bills team yet they're just we all so... i did we did well, yeah i did too but i mean the part of this is because i live in the kansas city market and chiefs fans can be delusional but i mean the bills are just the best team in football right now i know i know the titans there's a very good chance the titans are just ass i mean let's be honest with ourselves we'll get to that in a minute but the bills just look dominant no one could cover stuff on digs right now they're secondary weapons like dawson knox and uh Oh, what's the receiver? The other receiver they got? Well, they don't have. They didn't have Gabe Davis. Their number two, not Gabe Davis, but they they signed a veteran this offseason. I can't remember his name right now though. Uh, start with a K or Isaiah McKenzie. It's not Isaiah McKenzie. It's the vet, Kumaro. Well, it could be Kumaro, but he's showing up too. But that's Crowder not I had one Crowder, Jamison Crowder. They have showed one up. Catch I got for some. He had some yards. catches tonight, but I'm saying they're getting everybody involved. Everybody's eaten. Dawson Knox uh, showed up tonight big. He had a couple of great plays. Josh Allen's just getting the ball out quickly and confidently and throwing absolute dimes, and it's impossible to stop in the open field. Their pass rush looks better. I still have some questions about their pass rush. Not that I think it's bad. I just want to see it against, uh, you know, an actual left tackle. Because so far they faced Joseph Noteboom, who was filling in for Andrew Whitworth and the Rams. And then for most of the game, he was going up against a backup left tackle after the Taylor Juan injury. But that's really the only question I have about the Bills. And it's not a question I think they're going to answer poorly. No. I mean, they're the best team in the NFL right now. And if you were to tell me that, like, they might go undefeated or something, at this point I wouldn't be surprised. They won't. But Jesus, the Bills. Well, so their first drive, they had a third and long, and Josh gets an incredible first down run off of the scramble. And then they just took off. And I don't think Bill Bill's fans, some do, they don't understand how good they have it. They literally have Andrew Luck, but more athletic with a good O-line in elite playmakers. But I have a question for you. Okay. 
defending this Bills team is not difficult. Well, it is difficult, but you can extremely difficult. You can do it. For two weeks in a row, we have seen teams play soft coverage. And Josh Allen is just like, cool, I'm going to throw it to one of the best receivers in the game. Stephon Diggs had 12 catches, 148 yards, three touchdowns in three quarters. Three quarters. Josh Allen, he went 26-38, 317 yards, four touchdowns, only sacked once in three quarters. Now, the Titans don't have their best defensive player in Harold Landry. Their secondary was their weakness last year. They were on the field a lot. But if you're going to beat this Bills team, you better start pressing at the line. And then your front four has to win. Or you're not beating Josh Allen. The dude has figured it out. He is taking what the defense gives him. And then occasionally he gets the shot plays like he did to Stephon Diggs. What was that? Um, A 46-yard touchdown. Which, why the fuck are you ever playing single high against that Bills team? Uh, I have no Or idea. any any elite quarterback. Just, just It's a touchdown every time. Every yeah, time. Blitzing, blitzing, and blitzing and single high is against the, you're right, against the elite quarterbacks now. Blitzing and single high are just bad ideas. It's basically what teams have been running against the Chiefs for the last two years. You sit in too high, you hope they make a mistake. But yeah, I mean, they just look, you're right. They probably have to press, but if you press, you have to play press man. And I guess you could play the Seattle old Seattle press cover three, but you have to do that. And then, but the problem is then, then everyone's back is turned to Josh. And if he gets free, you're not bringing him down. No. It's just, they're, they're just so they're, they're extremely hard to defend. They're good play calling. I think they run a little too much. See, I don't, I don't think so. See, they still, they still do the ball for 30, 40 times in the game. I fine, but every time they run, the opposing team's like, "Oh, thank God!" It's like when the Chiefs well, do it. Like when the Chiefs take the run, ball out of the best player. Yeah, exactly. You're taking the ball out of their best playmaker's hands, whether that be Allen or, by extension, Stefan Diggs or Dawson Knox or Isaiah McKenzie. You're just not letting them get the ball because you're running. And teams, it don't they. They need. They run too much. Would be what I'd say. There was a couple times they ran too much. They got cute, and they actually had to punt tonight. Which, oh lord, <laughs> the horror. Um, but yeah, they're just they're just playing so great right now, and it's it's tough to envision anybody knocking them off. But it's a long season. It's a very long season, and we'll see. Are they the Golden State Warriors of the NFL? No, I wouldn't say that. But like, as far as like the entertaining offensive brand of football, and I mean their defense was flying again. Yeah, I didn't think their defense started to look that good, though, until Taylor Lewan went out. It's fair. I felt like the Titans did get a lot of push. They even scored right after the Bills scored. They both scored in their opening drives, and that was with Taylor Lewan out. Um, and then Lewan gets hurt, and then all of a sudden they're not winning up front anymore. Von Miller gets more time to work. It takes more pre- – he starts winning, so they put more to that. It's just It was just a cascade failure after that. Von Miller looks impressive two weeks in. I agree, At but I want to see him. I want to see him against an actual left tackle, though. I'm sorry, like Joe Noteboom getting his sir significant start, okay, and then a backup tonight. I mean, look, I think Von Miller's great. I just, it's the last thing I want to see is him against a team with a actually good offensive line. Well, they do play the Dolphins next week, which will be the game of the year. Three weeks in, I'm not sure that fulfills my good offensive line quota, but it's better than what they've faced. 
We're going to see. Um, but let's talk about the Titans. I, I think they're like the Colts. It's full panic. They're not great, Bob. Like, both teams lost the teams they shouldn't have lost to, which is the Giants and the Texans. Then they get embarrassed on prime time, where the Colts got embarrassed in Jacksonville. They didn't even score a point. The two AFC South favorites, the Titans are last in the, in the division. The Jaguars are your number one seed in AFC South at one and one, followed by the Texans Colts at zero, one and one. Tannehill looked awful because he was forced to play quarterback and not play action quarterback. The, I, I, they, they couldn't run the ball. Derrick Henry doesn't look the same. Then no X receiver because they traded to Philadelphia and he's kicking ass. I mean, it's just... You can't even put in Malik Willis because he's not ready. Well, how the fuck would you know? They put him in the fourth quarter of this game. They they ran out like 80% of their snaps. He's not ready. Uh, Okay, Do do the Titans tank it? Maybe, but... But Their team's too good. (laughs) Who knows? They lost to the fucking Giants. It's completely fair. I just... What they want to do... I'm a little worried about them being able to do it because Derek does not look the same the first two weeks of the season. No, you are a hundred percent correct. Derek looks like he's lost. He's just not, he doesn't have the same burst he used to have. He's just not as powerful as he used to be. Like he's just not the same that I think that last injury might've done more damage than we are hoping it would. So it's a shame because he was truly one of the greats. Yeah, I mean, he's going to go down as one of the most dominant running backs in a short span, but not over a career. Because mm-hmm. the beginning of his career, it wasn't that impressive. But, I mean, them and the Raiders play each other next week, next Sunday at 1 o'clock on Fox. Both oh, teams 0-2. An yeah, I mean, we'll see how that goes. And then they get the Colts, Commanders, Colts. I mean, they got a huge stretch coming up, and it's barely – we're only two weeks in and it feels like they got to get some wins. Yeah. They got to get vision. Well, like trail on burst in the receiving core has to start showing up because guys just aren't getting open. You can like Tannehill all you want, but guys aren't getting the fuck open. No. I mean, and, he had four catches, 47 yards, Robert Woods, four catches, 39. Not that for, impressive. This should tell you all you need to know. I forgot Robert Woods was on that team. Yeah. And that's how badly that's going right now. Like, oh and he God. doesn't look the same either. He's no. also much older. Yeah. Much older. It's, oh, God. It's just, yeah, everything, nothing worked. None of the decisions it feels like the Titans made this offseason have worked out in their favor so far. The season is young. They could turn it around. Their defense can stiffen up. They lost a weird game against the Giants, and like the Bills are just a juggernaut. Yeah. So, what can you say? It's just, it's concerning. It's just concerning. I just know my coworkers will be very happy the rest of the week. And I'm happy for them. Yeah. It's nice when your team actually, you know, meets expectations or really they exceeded expectations so far. Like greatly exceeded. So uh, let's keep going. Let's do the second game. There's about 345 left. The Vikings have the ball. This game's over. It's been over since really halftime, it felt like, even though the Vikings did make a nice charge in the second half on their opening drive until Kirk threw the interception. Um, this is the Jalen Hurts show, and I'm, I'm a little disappointed they didn't put up more points in the second half, but, man, he was so impressive. Yeah, he started, what, the game 
11 for 11 with like 150 some yards and a TD and a rushing TD. Like he was efficient. He was in control. The play calling was 26 good. 26 to 31 for grown... 333 yards, a touchdown interception. Yeah. He had some grown ass man runs in this game too. Like the touchdown to go up, I believe 24 to seven, where he just powered through like three guys to get to the end zone. Like, I'll give this to Jalen Hurts. When he he got drafted in the third round, coming out of college, I did not think he'd be a good NFL quarterback. I thought he might be a good backup, but he has so far exceeded my expectations as a QB. Like he's he's just he's playing very well. The new look uh, Eagles receiving course helping him a lot. AJ Brown, oh baby. Although I saw he went to the medical tent tonight for a bit. You know anything more about that on Brown? I don't. I mean, he only he has five catches for sixty nine yards, which nice. AJ Brown unlocked this offense and Jalen Hurts improving as a passer also pushed this offense to the top and we both really like the Eagles in our division preview pod but like I'm like now wondering what's their ceiling if this is the Jalen Hurts we get two weeks in a row their defense played much better which really tells you the Lions might be for real um, they held the Vikings mostly in check, even though the Vikings did move the ball up and down the field a little bit. Just really didn't score a lot. The old bin, but don't break get a turnover at the key moment defense. Um, yeah, they looked a lot better against the run tonight. I think you're right. I think that's part of that is the Vikings offensive line is a lot worse than the Lions offensive line. Also, it helps that Kirk is Kirk Cousins. It's primetime Kirk Cousins. Even when he's playing well, he eventually fucks it up. Also, credit to the uh, Eagles defense. Unlike the Packers, they actually had a fucking plan for Justin Jefferson. Not that he hasn't been a little bit of a problem, but yeah, this is, it's just, it's been a, it's been a night. It's been a dominant display for the Eagles. No matter how this game ends, they have been in control basically from the opening snap. I think They've never trailed. They've been up by at least seven the entire game. And even if they weren't scoring so much in the second half, they haven't let really let the Vikings score either. So it's just it's just dominance for the Eagles. Dominance. Again, I wish I saw a little bit more in the second half from the offense. I felt like they just weren't as aggressive and didn't execute as well. But, man, I mean, this game fell over at halftime. It, they just entered a two-minute warning. The Vikings might get a garbage-time touchdown, but they don't have enough possessions to really make this a game. So, good win for the Eagles. Uh, Vikings, you just kind of lick your wounds and move on. Um, they play in week three as it loads here. They get the Lions at home. And then the Eagles, they get the Commanders. <coughs> so, they play Carson Wentz for the first time since they traded him. They should, it's you know, they should easily win that game. They but should easily win that game. They're they're the class of the East by far. I mean, who who the as of right now, who the hell else do you think is gonna make any problems for the Eagles? If Dallas had a quarterback, I don't care if Dak returns, maybe them, because their defense is elite. Maybe, maybe Dallas, but I don't trust Washington. Their defense hasn't shown me enough. We get to that here in a little bit. Um and I'm I'm not confident in the Giants yet, even though they're two and zero. So, um, before we get to the rest of the games, I just want to bring up our win totals throughout the season. Uh, <laughs> Neil is 17, 14 and one. I'm 16, 15 and one against the spread. We are fourteen and nineteen and 
Neil is 14 and 19. I am 15 and 19. So apologies if you've been taking our spreads. Hold on. Hold on. How are you 15 and 19 and I'm 14 and 19? Did I get a game wrong? 26. Well, no. Oh, you I picked, screwed up something. I picked one less game than you. <laughs> did I screw up something? I must have. I'm sorry. Which one did I screw up on? It, it Well, it's... I don't know. Oh, I, I, I would bet your 15 and 18 would be my guess. Oh, yes. <clears throat> I think I am. I'll have to redo my math. I apologize, people. We'll Which also it. doesn't make sense because that's... That's 23 games. I need... 24 no yeah. no that makes no, 33 i need 34 yeah yeah we need thir- no we need 32 no oh 32 hey. my no, math's I'm off wrong. i'm sorry it's, it's late at night it's tired. i'm tired i'm gonna stop trying to figure this out because how many games there's 32 teams each team is a play yeah it'd be 32 games yes 32 hey. my math's off i'll figure it out i'm sorry yeah it's it's late it doesn't matter and honestly just like the ending of this game but for the week two, I went nine and five. Neil went seven and seven. And that was before Monday Night Football. Um, I am 10 and six. Got the Bills right. And Neil is eight and eight. That's 16. Yeah. That's math. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's math. That's math. <laughs> that's math for you. Uh, Vikings are marching down the field. I'm just going to do a little live play by play, even though you're listening to this later on the 10 yard line. Kirk throws it to Adam Thielen and almost intercepted. So, Kirk, the Kirk Cousins experience. There we go. So, anyways, again, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We really appreciate it. We hope you're sharing it with your friends and loved ones. Appreciate your support. You can find us on most podcast platforms on Apple, Google, and Spotify. I apologize for not writing a blog. I'll try to get to that. I was on vacation and a little busy, but see if I can get something out for you this week. Yeah, fuck you for having a life. I know. It's terrible. All right, Neil. Monday Night Football is in the books. We are done with that. And just a reminder, everybody, we will get three of those games starting next year. So interesting to see what ESPN does following tonight's games. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. They're going to do three next year? Yes. At three time? No, 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 no. They'll do that three times with two games and, like, simulcast it like Red Zone. Oh. That's the report. And I retweeted that, by the way, for those that need to see. It was around 3 o'clock, I think, when I retweeted it from Sports Business Journal. They do I saw, some. I saw the simulcast thing, but I didn't see about being next year. That's interesting. Yes. So let's go into the rest of the games. We got two that we want to highlight because um, I really wanted to do one of them on Sunday night, but Neil did not want to. But I, I think this is important. The Browns. Now I'm going to quote Pat McAfee here. I can't remember the exact amount of games. <clears throat> Excuse me. I believe it was over 2000 games. That team has not lost while up 13, but at least 13 with 90 seconds ago. Well, the Browns did it. The Browns will find a way to fuck up, man. Now, this is how they did it. So they got the touchdown lead, 24-17, right? And they marched up the field. They're winding the clock out. They're doing an excellent, excellent job in draining the clock. And then they get the first down. The Jets have no more timeouts. And what does Nick Chubb do? He runs it in the end zone. Fine, you're up two touchdowns. Should be safe. Then the kicker misses the extra point. The defense, blown coverage, touchdown to Corey Davis. Then they can't get the onside kick. 
and Joe Elite Flacco goes into Cleveland and steals a game. It's incredible, Neil. Just incredible. Yeah, I mean, like only the Browns could find a way to have such a confluence of bullshit happen to blow a two-touchdown lead with a minute 30 left. I mean, I just like, because I heard some people going like, well, it's, it's clear that Nick Chubb, he should have gone down. So I'm like, okay, and you're, you're right up. in a he way. But also, he should have. But also, when he entered that end zone, they were up by 13 points with a minute 40 left. And I believe the Jets had no timeouts. That should have been ball game. You had to go the extra mile to fuck that game up. No, you should have known something miles. was going to happen with it was extra two extra miles. Point. Yeah, no, that you had to you had to like really commit to the fucking bit there, and then first play long touchdown, and yeah, it's just yeah. I mean, this is this is bad for the Browns because one after last week is like okay, maybe, their offense looked good again this week, um, but after last week, people are like okay, so they won that game and. Maybe they can pull together enough games so they can be in it when Deshaun gets back. And you're like, okay, fine. They're winning this game. You're like, okay, this team's about to start 2-0. and Who knows? And yeah, What is surprising I, to me, though, is how bad their defenses looked the first two weeks. Yeah, and I've been too impressed. I mean, Miles Garrett has been fine, but the rest of the defense, it is very suspect. Yeah. I feel like a lot of defenses are like that right now. There's no – I don't think we've had a dominant defense yet. The Bills in week one, but, I mean, it's week two, so. Yeah, I just – I don't know. Like, Miami Baltimore's defenses were bad Sunday. Maybe Bucks Saints, but, like, the Buccaneers were gift-wrapped in interceptions from Jameis. We'll get to that in a second. I mean, ugh, just – it's not good. So, congratulations, Browns. You screwed up and gave the Jets hope. And now you may be very happy, so. Uh, the next game, uh, we deserve a pound the back. Do we? We called the Lions being competitive and fun. You and everybody else, they were like you, me, everyone else. They were like, they were a hot pick. I mean, I didn't choose them to win this week, so I don't get to really join in ah. on this party, but. I <laughs> <laughs> got that right. Um, I mean, the most impressive thing, I think, for the Lions has been golf. Yeah, he's looked decent, but I think a big part of that has to do with their O-line. The O-line's keeping him clean, and they're letting them get into the run game and making it so he doesn't have to sit back and throw a bunch. And that's where he thrives. That's how that's how they got to the Super Bowl, the Rams did when he was on that team. And honestly, that's a winning formula in the National Football League. The Colts did it with Carson Wentz last year. Granted, they haven't done it yet with Matt Ryan, but – the Patriots did it really with Mac Jones, although Mac Jones, he had moments last year where he was fine. Um, the, the Denver Broncos and Peyton Manning last year won a Super Bowl that way. You can win that way. It's just a lot more difficult with these alien quarterbacks. And you have to have a truly elite defense to do that. I mean, most of the teams you're bringing up had elite defenses. The, the Lions, Lions do not have that. I was so disappointed in their defense. I because everybody's like, "Oh, Carson Wentz has looked really good. He's second in the league in passing yards." And it's like all those came in garbage time, really. Like I, I never felt like Washington was there and to get to steal the game. Like they were down twenty-two. They made some nice plays. I really liked the receiving core. 
I like their weapons, and I think Wentz has been okay. But then he also makes really boneheaded decisions, and that's the Carson Wentz ride. And Washington's defense hasn't been good enough to erase Carson's mistakes. No. God, no. So I'm just a little worried about Washington on that front. But great win by the Lions at home. Incredible. Yeah, I mean, and uh, this game was not necessarily out of play the whole time. They got within seven. Washington got within seven. And every time the Lions responded and put them away again. So you got to give credit to the Lions on that front. I thought they played a good enough game. A little worried about their defense. Um, And uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, when I said before they didn't really have a good weapon this season, I'm sorry, buddy. I lied. Put some (laughs) damn respect on his name. He got me a lot of points in fantasy. He was good last year. He was very good at the end of last season. And yeah, he was. Just, and if him and DeAndre Swift can be that for Jared Goff, like be consistent playmakers, I'm not saying they're going to win the NFC North, but their defense can improve as the season goes on, hopefully. Aiden Hutchinson had three sacks in the first half, which that's pretty impressive for a rookie. I mean, he, maybe he's Micah Parsons of this year, the mm-hmm. rookie that gets lost sacks. But I feel like if the Lions can keep showing this kind of offensive firepower, I mean, that's two weeks in a row they scored over 30. They might get a wild card. I don't know. It's tough to read them. I know their offense is explosive, and that's fun to watch. You want you want to know what offense is not explosive, though, Neil? What? The Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, it's not great. Yeah, not good. Um, New England went in there, avoided an 0-2 start again. They have not had one since 2001. They beat Pittsburgh uh, 17 to 14 in the Steel City. Um, I watched the whole game. Uh-huh. It was in my market. I didn't have to watch a replay. Mac Jones had really nice moments. He had some like, eh. But Jacoby Myers has definitely been their best receiver. Nelson Aguilar's looked decent. Their offensive line was much better. Grain. TJ Watt's not there. Pittsburgh really misses him. But God, for. The, all the weapons that Pittsburgh has on offense, their own line's not good enough, and their quarterback's not good enough. And it's so infuriating to watch that. Like, if, if we could take the Colts quarterback, Matt Ryan, and a few of their offensive linemen with the Pittsburgh Steelers, that's a Super Bowl team. That's literally what they're missing. It's like two pieces on the old line and a quarterback. I was about to say, if you take their quarter, if you just take the quarterback and you have last year's Pittsburgh offense, basically. Um, yeah, it's the O-line. And it's what we it's what everyone said in the offseason is that the O-line they did not improve it enough. And that was going to be an issue. And like you and I had the two quarterbacks to hold the ball a bunch and it's sinking their offense. I mean, Trubisky's not helping himself at times. He's, again, holding a ball too long, a bit inaccurate at times. And like, then he won't throw the ball away when he's being chased. Like, there were several plays where he rolled to the left or right. Instead of throwing away and living for another down, he takes a sack. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's being Vigil Trubisky. That's just who he is. That like, I, 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 People are really high on this Steelers team going in. And I remember saying, like, I don't get it. And this is exactly why. It's like we don't know who the fuck Mitchell Trubisky is. He had four years of, was it four years of him as a starter? And with he had the Bears. One, one good year. He made a Pro Bowl. And he wasn't even that good that year. Their defense was great. He was okay at best. He was average. Yeah. So we know who Mitchell Trubisky is, and we knew what this offense was, and it's not good. And if they don't have T.J. Watt and the defense wrecking shop, 
they're just not going to win many games unless they go to Pickett. Who knows? Maybe Pickett's not the answer, but I just wonder how much longer you can roll with Trubisky looking like this. Well, Mike Tomlin on Monday said that he's going to be patient. And, you know, I respect that Tomlin saying that. That's the right word to say. Unlike Justin Fields Sunday night, throwing his fan base under the bus. Not a good look, bud. Um, but yeah, that's going to be the question. Fans are Chan Trubisky. It's there. It's not good. I think if their offense continues to be non-explosive, it might be time to switch it up. I don't know if Kenny Pickett's the right answer, but I mean, Trubisky doesn't push the ball down the field. Is that play calling? I don't know, but they have Chase Claypool. They have Deontay Johnson. They have weapons. Push yeah. the ball. It's not hard. They, they, one, I, I don't think you can push the ball because they're O-line. That's part of the problem. And that's fair. That's, but they need to fix it. And they knew this is an issue, and they didn't. And that's on that's on the GM. That's on the, the front office. Yeah. Um, moving on, let's go Bucks saints Mike Evans suspended oh. for a week. I mean, the story of the game is the fight, and Tom Brady just doesn't look the same. And it's not his It's not his um, arm strength. I feel like that's fine. He just doesn't look sharp. That's the it, story for me with the Buccaneers. Like, their defense is fine. The offensive line's been okay with all the injuries they've had. But, man, Tom just doesn't look sharp. And he's getting really frustrated. He's got really quick temper more than usual. I will say this. I agree. Tom did not look good this week. But this is also the Saints who have given him hell since he's Literal joined the hell. South. Yeah, he's had some of the worst games I've ever seen him play against the Saints. For some reason, any they just team, had really. Like literally any team. Maybe the Dolphins, but he could score on the Dolphins. It was just a weird bunch of weird confluence of bullshit that usually stopped him from winning in Miami. But the Saints will in in Tampa or in New Orleans, they will shut his ass down. And they did for the most part of this game until uh the fight. The fight changed this game in a big way because Marshawn Lattimore went out and then the cracks started to show on New Orleans defense. There was that bullshit uh was it PI or holding? wasn't it was roughing. It was it was yes. just unnecessary oh roughness. On like that third and that on like third and like fourth and like fifth third and 15 that would have been like fourth and four and they probably would have punted judging how that game was going and then they got gift wrapped at a touchdown then Jameis went into full Jameis meltdown mode which for Buccaneers fans it must be nice to be on the other side of that for once yeah yeah and then James man we got to talk about that because they suck Jameis needs to sit and get healthy he obviously could not make the throws being hurt he needs to sit I know Taysom Hill's not a great answer Jesus, that was bad. This man, and they didn't have Camara. Oh man, it's not even just him though. Their O line so sad. There was and a it, lot of plays snap, and then I mean, Jameis, Jameis was not helping himself. But there's a couple plays where snap, and there was a dude instantly on Jameis. It's like, what the fuck is he supposed to do? That there's nothing. But then when he did get time, he made inaccurate throws. That yeah, that's and I I feel like this is where we're gonna start to see Sean Payton's absence. I mean, I feel like Sean Payton was so his one of his best coaching jobs was last year with Jameis. I feel like we got the best version of Jameis last year because of Sean Payton's coaching and play calling. And I know it's kind of the same thing that they had last year, but 
It's just, ugh, I'm just so concerned for it. It could just take him a couple of weeks to gel with the receiving core and get healthy. Because remember, they didn't look good to start last year either. And That's then they facts. kind of got it together. So that could happen again. But for right now, I am worried about this Saints offense, man. They just don't. At no. least our defense is elite. It's still elite as long as Marshawn Lattimore is not in the field. I mean, it, as long I as get he you're is supposed field, to neutralize yeah. Mike Evans from the game, bud, but that's a little much. <laughs> yeah. Well, he he's not playing next week. Mike Evans is not. Lattimore was not suspended. Well, um, yeah, because it was probably the Evans. right call because Evans initiated it. Like, people mm-hmm. talk trash. You don't need to, like, literally try and punch a dude. So. One game. One game for that. Yeah. One game. Should have been two. He's had a history with this. Just got to keep it together. Um, let's move on. Let's go to New Jersey. I refuse to call where the Giants play New York. Why? What? Okay, I'm sorry. I don't get why people get so, like, it's pissy not, about It's not New York. How far, how far is it from the border? You know what? Let's look it up. Yeah, no. How far is it from the New York City, from, like, the New York border and New York City border? It is the it, – it's be like – the thing is, it's not the state of New York Giants. It's the New York City Giants. And it's in the New York City metropolitan area. Everyone's like, oh, the Midlands are in New Jersey. It's like, okay, fine. The, the It's still in the metro area. It's probably like 10 to 15 minutes. It's oh, just, my God. I just want to give. I just That's give, basically in fucking Secaucus. <laughs> I just want to give crap, okay? Let me, let me have this moment. Do you like those people? Who are who are like every time somebody goes like some of this kids say, oh you know kids he's in Missouri right like well there's one there's two but yeah you're right it is on the other side but it's still just Kansas City like ah, fuck off <laughs> anyway today today Neil gets heated about metropolitan areas and people just being weird about them for some reason well is this more people are like oh uh, New York State football teams won today it's like it's not that i see it's happened so many times on social media and it i get why they do it but it's inaccurate and that's all i want that's that's all i want to say but it's 10 minutes from the city i mean there's more egregious examples of this i don't like fucking santa clara like where the niners oh, that's, that's, like that's, that's hour. the most yeah it's more egregious than where the giants the metro area play. it's basically a Fucking no, it's county over. It's technically in the metro. It's the Bay Area. It's like an hour and a half away. How? I, how it's, mm, it's it's an hour San plus. Jose. It's by San Jose. That's not the metro area. That's yeah, a, basically if a you different go by, city. If you go by the media market, they oh go by God. the Bay Area. It's in their market. I'm not even talking about market. I'm talking about the the fucking metropolitan area. Oh, then no, it's not. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I, I don't know how far Arlington is from uh, it's not that far. Dallas, but that's a little closer. But, like, people always give New York shit for playing basically just across the border where there's fucking space in New Jersey. And then, like, oh, it's the Niners. No one would say anything about the Niners playing in Santa Clara? Okay, fine. It's fine. <laughs> I didn't know we were going to go on a tangent tonight. <laughs> we are. We're going on fucking tangents because shit. Anyway... The Giants got a nice win over the Panthers. Matt Rule's job is getting hotter. His seat's getting hotter. Excuse me. That was bad. I felt like that was a bad game to watch. Their offense is so bad. Both I mean, both offenses weren't that impressive. Like, and I didn't feel like the defenses did anything. It was just the offenses were bad. 
I mean, the defense is still a little bit, but yeah, the offenses were not good. I mean, New York got the ball on their first two drives at like what, like the 20 and the 30 of Carolina and got yeah. two field goals out of it. You're just like, oh, this is this is going to be a whole game, isn't so, it? And it was. FanDuel had this boost where Saquon had to get, I think, 50 yards and a touchdown. You know, I put a little money on it. I'm like, that's reasonable. Thanks, Giants offense. You you drank the Kool-Aid from last week and you shouldn't have done that. Cost me a dollar. Thanks. Thanks, Giants. Damn you. Damn, Damn you, New York. Um, but for real, Nebraska's head coaching job just opened. When when is Matt Rule the next head coach of Nebraska? I'm hoping he, soon because otherwise they're probably gonna try and poach KU's head coach. And please, we just got good again. Don't <laughs> so I got nothing more to add. I'm glad the Giants are two and oh. It's fun. For Giants fans, so I, listen, they haven't been good in years. And they're still not, to be quite frank. No, their you. roster doesn't make sense. <laughs> but, hey, they got two wins. They're 2-0, and oh, and you know what? That's good for them. They're still not good. I still don't think the defense is that great. Their offense is interesting, and that's me being kind. They've just gotten like, – like Tennessee just shot themselves in the foot repeatedly. And in certain ways, so did Carolina. So I'm good for good for New York. They they definitely look a little punchier than they have in years past where they just laid down and die under Joe Judge because Joe Judge. Yeah, they're not good. And then Carolina, what a disappointment. I thought they'd be at least mediocre, and they're just so bad. Oh, no. Baker, Baker, I was rooting for you, buddy. I was fucking rooting for you. What the fuck? It's been egregious. Yeah, he's not been good. No. He has weapons. There's no excuse. Yeah, like, I, mean, he, I don't know if he's a starter next year if he doesn't turn it around. No, hell no. If he's if he if he plays this shitty all year, he he's gone. Because yeah. at this point, there's you could maybe say the O line it wasn't been great, but it's not so bad you can't work around it. So, so a lot of people do survivor pulls at work or friends. You know, mm-hmm. and I, I I went two and on two and so far. I had the Ravens first week, and then I had the Rams. But Rams, I swear to God, you made that way too close for comfort against Atlanta. You guys were kicking ass. You looked really good. And then you had to play with your food a little bit. And I didn't appreciate that. Yeah. Um, I, I actually like this Atlanta team. I think they play really hard. I love the offense. I think it's fun, dynamic. I don't think Marcus is the guy. No. But he, but he is showing some nice flashes that he's going to be a very good backup quarterback for either Atlanta or whoever. I thought he was really good with the Raiders last year as a backup. I mean, and that's fine if you're a backup quarterback. Hell, I'd love to be a backup quarterback in the National Football League. Chase Daniel, ultimate bag man. Him or Matt Flynn, pick your poison. I do Daniel because Matt Flynn actually like played for a season and showed something that got him jobs going forward. Chase Daniel literally sat on the bench his entire career. Every time he's played, he's looked well, what's the kind word? Fucking terrible. But my God, he is still rostered in the NFL to this day. Yep. So um, I think the Rams look better. It's just they almost blew it. And Atlanta was so close to capitalizing on it. I know there was the pick because Matt Marcus Mariota threw it a bit high. But um, I was a little yeah. – the Rams look better. That's the point I'm making. They just need to close out the game better than what they did. Well, yeah, they're right. They do look a bit better. But, one, we probably need to start – Asking some more questions about this defense too, because I mean it's been bad. 
uh, Jalen Ramsey had that picked in the game. That was a great play. He outjumped the receiver. Picked felt like off, he made some nice play. tackles too in open space. I felt like he was a but lot he, better in this game than he was against. But the he also got burned a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Like Olamide is a Kias, and I like Zacchaeus, but he's not somebody who should be cooking your number one corner. And then it's just overall, like you can tell the talent across the board is not there. Yeah, Bobby Wagner's filling in nice, but he's an inside linebacker. They're just, they're not getting as much pressure. They're not covering guys and people are getting open. And it took a while for the Falcons to really uh, exploit that. Although they were about to at the end of the second half. And honestly, the biggest change of play in this game was the interception where Cordell Patterson, it was wide open in the flat, couldn't bring it in and popped it up for, it wasn't a pick six, but they were down to like the 10 or the five and it led to a touchdown. And that's, that's, that play doesn't happen. We're maybe talking about an 0-2 Rams team. So I am I'm legitimately worried about the Rams. Yeah, their offense looked a lot better. Panic button like I am with the Colts. It's not quite there, but there is a part of me that's a little concerned. Okay. They're not panic mode though, because I mean they were up so big in this game and they still almost blew it like so close. And their offense looked out of sorts in the second half. I mean, the uh, fourth quarter especially. They didn't do much anything other than kick a field goal. So it's just yeah, it's just worrying. You know who I am panicking about besides my Colts? Our last game, the Denver Broncos. Yeah, there's the the minute your fans are are counting down the play clock, I have problems. This has been a poorly coached team. Mm-hmm. I know they got their quarterback, but he hasn't looked worth a damn. This team looks bad. I don't care that they won against Houston. The Colts almost beat Houston after being down 17. This is not a good team right now. No. And like, it's, it's hard to, over, I know you mentioned it, but it's hard to overstate just how bad the coaching has been. I Egregious. Mean, they, there was a sequence. There's a three play sequence where they had like third and one around midfield. Or no, probably around the 40 ish. And so they had a third and one. So they run a tight end sweep, which the chiefs did that too. And it broke a while. Went down, lost two. Came out there to try kick a field goal, but they took too long. So the field goal came to him out there. Delay of game. Knocks them out of field goal range, and they have to punt. I mean, what the fuck? That is inexcusably bad. You just cost yourself points because you were not ready to make a decision and do something. And that's been a constant theme. They had to waste their last time out on Sunday because they went out for a punt and only had 10 men out there because there was no one to field the fucking punt. Facts. They had to call a timeout. There's, they've had, this team looks undisciplined. They had, what was it, double-digit penalties again this week? I think it was 12, right? Yes, something along those lines. Yeah, they had double-digit penalties this week. And guys are dropping balls and doing weird shit the entire time. Their in-game decision-making looks terrible. They cannot fucking score in goal-to-go situations. I think they're like, what, one of six or something now? Yes. But they're, this team just looks horrible. Well, they won't even run the ball at the goal line. With their Which stud is, running back. Yeah, they're two stud running backs. They have both Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. And, and then Javante Williams it. was wide open in the end zone, and Russ took two seconds, then decided to throw, and it got tipped, and then they didn't get the touchdown. No. And it's just so bad. And I know we're not really talking about Houston, but we expected them to lose, lose this game. And Denver almost covered besides despite looking terrible. I mean, good God. Like, yeah, you want to give credit to Houston, but like, honestly, a lot of the time, it was like the reason they didn't convert was because 
Russ did some dumb shit or somebody dropped the pass or yeah, the art, like the Hackett balls it up on something like when you're, I know they did the thing when it's, they threw the basketball games. Yeah. Russ, they don't do it for the fucking home team. They use it to confuse the way team. Like when your own team, when your own fan base is legitimately and audibly on the broadcast, counting down the play clock for you, something's fucked Fact. and something was fucked. Something's fucked in Denver right now. They might be the worst. They're the worst team in the AFC West right now, I think. And that I'm including an 0 2 Raiders team. Yeah. yeah. They, this, they've looked. Uh, I know they, you could say they should be 2 0 because they should have beat Seattle. I can argue they should be 0 2. It was just that bad. And I can't excuse the piss poor play calling. Like, it's, I just. I can't. I just can't, man. It was just so bad. Down, like, what are we doing? Like, you spent all this draft capital and money on Russell Wilson, and then you're gonna do this. Is that what we're gonna do? Because, good God, it's... I'm not signing up for that shit. If I was a fan of the Broncos, I'm livid. Like a hundred percent livid right now. I mean, there's people I picked them for the Super Bowl. That ain't a Super Bowl team. God, God, no, not not right now. It's not. Maybe, maybe Hackett will turn it around. Maybe they'll gel a bit more. But for right now, they they just look like a mess. Yep. Oh, one more game. Forgot to mention it. Um, I was about to say. <laughs> see, I, I mentioned. I'm so sorry. Um, I did this last week too. Apologies. It's late. Seahawks 49ers. Um, the big news now this game is Trey Lance is out for the season, oh. fractured his ankle in the first quarter. The poor kid has not caught a break. He only he's only played one full season because the next year was COVID. Then he was drafted. He only played two games last year, and technically he played a game in like two minutes. Uh, and oh god. And it's just like his first <laughs> he was hurt the two games he played last year. Last his first actual start when he was healthy was in a fucking monsoon in Chicago, and then yeah, his goes down, and that's just it's heartbreaking because you wanted the kid to succeed and you wanted to see what a Niners team could look like with a more dynamic presence at quarterback. Instead, we get another season of Jimmy G football, and well, we know the Niners are going to go to the playoffs. Yeah, but I think they were going to the playoffs before. They should, yeah, with Trey Lance, but now it's a guarantee. Now they just won't win the Super Bowl. Now, now they'll just come up infuriatingly short at a crucial moment. And he he started off the game well, and then the rest of it was bad. I mean, standard Jimmy G stuff, trying to force the ball, making weird reads. Like, he's he can be good. He's he's basically, he's in the Kirk, what I call kindly the Alex Smith tier. He, he can be good when everything's going great, but when things start falling apart, he's not necessarily going to be that guy who's going to get it for you. He's the guy who's going to get you three yards when you need four. Yep. And that's that's just who Jimmy is. There's a reason they were trying to fucking move on after he took them to a Super Bowl and an NFC championship game. Like you just you watch him play and you realize this team could be so much better if Jimmy wasn't doing rant, having throwing the most catastrophic interception you've ever seen every two games. And it's yeah. just uh, it's gonna be another season of that, and I'm not looking forward to it. Nope. Uh that is week two, Neil. It was a wild week two, like very wild. Uh, week three, we start with the AFC North showdown Thursday night football again. All Thursday no. night games. No. Oh, no. You're saying, you're saying to this no. game, just no. 
I want no part of this fucking game. Why, Neil? Tell the people why. Because both these teams fucking suck right now. I mean, holy shit, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh was painful to watch in week one when they were good because their offense is so bad. Now they don't have TJ Watt. Then on the other side of the ball, the Browns at least have been effective, but they've been a mild train wreck themselves. And just no, I don't know. Can we flex this game to like Saturday? No. At one in the morning where no one has to watch it. <laughs> and it just kind of happens. And we just like read the next day. It's like, oh, wow, the Browns won. I guess they played a game last night. Too bad nobody watched it on purpose. <laughs> I just know. I know. It'd be a little better Deshaun played, I guess. Well, at least then it'd be a blowout. Yeah. Yeah. And then I could, like, stop watching in the third quarter, have a drink, go to sleep for, like, ten minutes, wake up. (laughs) The Browns are fair by five, but... I know who I'm taking. It's the Browns. I'm taking the Browns, but I think Steelers cover. I I think it's a three-point game. I think the Browns win in cover. I just, wow. I just don't Five? think after what they did to the Jets. Yeah, but they. The problem is, is that the Jets, despite their shortcomings, have some things on offense, and don't have a completely, completely fucking overmatched offensive line. I have no faith in the Steelers' offense. Is what this pick comes down to. Just no faith. And if they're not going to be scoring, the Browns have at least shown they can move the ball pretty well without uh, without Deshaun so far. Like, the Brissett offense has not been explosive, but they still have two great running backs. Uh, Amari Cooper's looked all right. They have some good receivers with Peoples-Jones. They've shown the ability to move the football. And sure. if T.J. Watt's not going to be hassling them behind that O-line, they're just going to move the ball probably at will. And if their defense can bring it together against one of the worst offenses in the league, in my opinion, they're going to win this game. And I think... Maybe handily. Handily. Jeez. Okay. And cue the Steelers winning by 21. Yeah, that's probably facts. Yeah. All right, Neil, anything you want to add before we uh, put a bow on this? No. I'm, uh, no, because then I'd have to think more about the Browns and the Steelers playing on a game that's the only game I have to watch. And no. All right. We'll be back Thursday night to preview the rest of week three, tell you who we like, what spreads we like. So far, we're not doing so hot on the spreads, but we are over 500 on picking games. So there's that. So until then, have a great night, and we'll talk to you on Thursday. Bye. And now.